Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Welcome. Um, I'm Pastor Nate and I'm here with Pastor Darren and uh, I want to thank you for tuning in today and hearing as we unpack um, God's Word to us and I want to thank our audience for being here with us, it was awesome and uh, you know we're we're just going to be talking through and and really setting the scene for a new series actually that that we're doing and um, we we have believed, uh, we have believed uh, that's an awkward statement. Uh, we're believing that, that God is uh, really setting up um, our, our community for something fresh and um, want to camp in uh, just kind of one story uh, about the ministry of Jesus over the next few weeks. Uh, I know our last series, one of the things we talked about as we unpacked how do we stay fresh in the Word of God is, is that one of the approaches we can take is, is to do just this um, and to, to Find a story that begins to speak to us and just camp in that story and read it uh, in different translations and and, and from different angles and allow God to unpack uh, just layer upon layer of truth. And and so we thought that we would do that and show you in many ways what it is to just keep drawing out of of a story about Jesus. And so we're going to John 4 uh, for this series, which is going to be super exciting. And uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive in and begin to unpack some of the things that we feel like God is saying uh, to our community, but also to uh, you if you're watching, joining us, visiting, checking out our church. Uh, We believe this morning is going to be great for you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you're here. I thank you that you're real, you're with us, and you love us. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it speaks to us, uh, it guides us, it shapes us. And I pray that as we unpack it right now, uh, that it would do just that. I pray that there would be a freshness and a life that comes into the hearts and minds of every person that hears uh, this, that listens to this, and that takes it on board in their heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Awesome. So I'm going to throw to you. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go through this passage, uh, and we're going, to, we're going to kind of paraphrase it. We're going to run through it fairly quickly, and then we're going to go to the Passion Translation, which was, is one you might not be super familiar with, but it's on your Bible app. Yeah, if yeah. you've got that, you can always turn to U version or a different Bible app and check out the Passion Translation TPT. And uh, so I'm going to just quickly paraphrase the whole uh, story. This is an amazing story, and uh, and Jesus. It's Jesus who is talking with a Samaritan woman. So you, yeah, might, you might be a little bit familiar with it, and um, it's so good. So Jesus uh, had learned that um, the Pharisees were talking about him a lot and stuff was going on, and it says that he had to go through Samaria. So he's gone through Samaria with his disciples. Uh, there's this place called Jacob's Well was there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And, uh, and so he's a bit tired for, by the journey. He needs some water. And so he sends his disciples into the village to get some food, to go and get some, I don't know, yeah. some guzman. And, uh, <laughs> Come on. And then, I know, right? Preach. And then, um, and then so this Samaritan woman comes out and uh, is, is, has come out in the middle of the day to get some, some water. And, and he says to her, will you give me a drink? And it's, it's, it's an incredible story. Um, she's like, hang on a minute. 
you're you're a Jew and I'm what a Samaritan woman. What is going on here? He yeah. was like crossing so many boundaries right there. Yeah. Um, and he starts talking to her about the real drink that she needs. Yeah. Uh, and she's she stays in the physical and she's talking a lot about well real water. Um, you know, and he's saying well actually you need living water. And she's like well if you give me this living water I won't have to keep coming back to to this well. And yeah, he's yeah. like yeah but kind of but not really. Uh, and yeah, he, he starts talking about who she is and what he has for her and worship and true worship. And, and then he starts talking to her about her own journey and her yeah, own life. Um, and this woman is starting to see who this man Jesus is. And he is telling her things about her own life that he couldn't possibly know. Yeah. Uh, and it's this powerful thing. And his disciples come back and they're like, why are you talking with this woman? Like, what is going on here? And, uh, and she starts, she, she goes back into the town. She goes back into the town and is like, oh my goodness, this guy just told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And, 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 and we leave it in verse 29 with, um, with you know, them coming out to see yeah, yeah. Jesus. Great story, uh, and it's an amazing, powerful story. And we're going to camp in this story for this whole month, and we're going to just let the Holy speak. Spirit just speak life and yep. truth and revelation over it. And um, and Pastor Nate, actually, let, let's just read verse five, go for it, two seven Start from there. the Passion Translation, and it says. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. He sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to drink water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink of water. And surprised, she said, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? And he goes on and starts talking to her about it. Yeah. But Pastor Nate, you were talking to me this week um, about the context that they find themselves in and yeah. how that's super powerful. I, oh, look, I love context. Sometimes I will find that context itself is enough for God to show me something. Um, and so when I, when I go to a story like this, and I guess this is part of the approach of reading uh, just a story in Scripture, I like to get into the, the imagery of the story, like really set and, and see if I can imagine what it would actually look like. And so I'll go on like Google and search up, you know, I search up Jacob's well and I'm looking at the environment around it so that I can, I can actually see the interaction almost like making a movie of it in my mind. And, you know, I, I really oh, wow. value um, uh, people that put the time in and making movies about the stories in, in Scripture because it does, it helps us visualize it and you can pick up um, yeah. so much kind of extra uh, from those things. The, just the, the kind of the reality of the desert scene. Like you think about, say, the Sahara Desert or the Arabian Desert, and, and this is where we're at here, right? Like, yep. we're not in the luscious beach coastal environment that we're used to. This is arid desert environment. And totally. in those spaces, wells, uh, entire towns were built because there was a well. It was the sustaining, um, it, it was like, um, you might have considered historical, um, the way in which towns were built around churches, because that, that drew the town True. together. In these environments, it was the well. It was, it was the place in which they could get the necessary water. Yeah. Whole towns were established around these places, because we're, we're talking an environment that, I mean, nothing grew 
Uh, like I'm a huge fan of Bear Grylls, right? And, and wow. So, yeah, I know. Ledge. Um, absolute <laughs> ledge. He's got this incredible uh, – actually, I'm not going to turn this into an advertisement, but just check out Amazon Prime. Amazing race through Fiji. But deserts, he, he talks about it. It's like they're incredibly lifeless and barren and nothing grows there. Um, and the biggest challenge of living or existing in a desert is finding water. If you want to produce crops or if you, if you want to survive living in this landscape, the, the water is the most important thing that, that you can find. Um, and I was looking through my Instagram the other day and I came across this incredible image that uh, National Geographic had taken. Um, and it was uh, uh, some sort of sort of temple um, in, a, in a desert environment. And on one side of the temple, there was this well and stream. And so a town had been built around it. And it was That's beautiful. Right. And it was green and it was lush. And it was clear it that... Was in India. Um, yeah, it was, yep. it was in, the, in the Indian, uh, kind of the sub-mountain hills in India. But on the exact other side of the temple, because uh, this temple had begun to, to draw tourists, they'd built another town. And it was not connected to a water supply. There was no well. And the, the distinct difference was mind-blowing between the, the barren desert that existed in one town and yet the green, lush, fruitfulness, all of this stuff that the other town was able to produce because of the well. Um, and I love bringing this imagery into um, this story. But the reality is that this story is not so much about the well in the desert. Right, like, right. like that's more the setting, but the setting is speaking to us actually about uh, the desert that is in the woman, right? Like, wow. this is not so much a story about wow. a woman in a desert. Yep. This is a story about the fact that this woman has a desert in her, uh, yeah. right? Like, wow. she's she is dry and barren in 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 her inner self, yep. um, and this whole story is an imagery of the reality that that's how so many of us live. We, 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 we don't necessarily live in a desert. I mean, we go through seasons, mm. but we don't live in a desert, but sometimes we live with a desert in us. And um, this whole conversation <laughs> that she has with Jesus, right, its, set, it's setting speaks of its reality. It, I love scripture how it, it, God sets up this interaction in the setting that tells us actually what he's trying to tell us. Right. Uh, and this whole conversation is actually Christ trying to talk to her about the desert that is in her, um, not so much just the thirst that she has in her physical body. Yeah, right. Right. It's so powerful. I mean, he's addressing something and she keeps thinking it's this like physical thirst. Right. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, but there's, yeah, you're talking about water. Right, right. And he's like, well, I am and I'm not. Water, but... You know? But not the water you're thinking of. Right. And it's interesting. She finds it so hard to make this switch into yeah. the spiritual. Jesus is like leaning on the spiritual. He's talking about the spiritual. That's right. And she just, it's like, she, she's, like she, she's so dry that she can't even comprehend what life looks like. Yeah. What water yeah, yeah. in her soul looks like. That's right. What vibrancy in her soul looks like. That's right. And she I is think so dry. I actually think that we can arrive at that place in life where our inner self is so dry that the only thing we focus on is the physical. We are, we are, we are so beyond yep. uh, the, 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 the inner satisfaction. We're so past ever really addressing that that our only focus is satisfying our physical self. Wow. And I think that that's, I mean, that's yep. where we find this woman, right? Like she, right. Her, the only thing that she is focusing on and considering yep. is physical uh, satisfaction, yes. uh, uh, thirst, those sorts of things. 
she, she's, she's so beyond considering the, the inner world, her inner world. Right. And you, and you were saying the other day that Jesus is more about our inner world than he is about our outer world. Yeah, well, yeah. All, all the way through scripture, what we find is that humanity wants to address the external. Yep. Right? Like we want to talk about, mm. um, you know, what we're wearing. I mean, what is it in Matthew? Don't worry about what you're wearing. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Right? right? right. Like Christ, Christ constantly is concerned with our heart. Yep. He is constantly yep. concerned with our inner world, the, the life of our inner man, uh, as opposed to mm. being concerned about. It's not that it's not on his agenda. It's That's that right. When it comes to the priority of, yep. of, of what he is most um, Wanting to address it is our inner world because yep. he knows that it is actually out of the heart uh, that flows all, all of life, right? right. Like it is yep. out of our heart that flows everything else. It flows right. our deeds. It flows our speech. It, yep. uh, we live life from the inside out, not from the outside in. And so, so Jesus, who's about a transformed life, yeah, come on. is always going to be about transforming our right. heart so that out of it yes. flows life. So powerful. So anyway, I mean, Jesus, Jesus goes straight, kind of he goes to that point in, in this scripture. Yeah. Whereas I think it's uh, verse 13 and 15. 13, it yeah, says, 13, it says Jesus, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. Mm. Um, and again and again. And uh, right, like we can find wow. this physical, you know, yes, win or I had this amazing experience, physical holiday. I was like, that was awesome. But mm. who knows that kind of as soon as we're flying back in, we're back on Luxury Escapes app looking at our next holiday, right? Like there is this again <laughs> and again requirement or, or in our physical right. life. But, right. but he says, if anyone drinks the living water I give them, you'll never thirst again and you'll be forever satisfied. Yes. So when you drink the water I give you, it becomes mm. a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up wow. and flooding you with endless life. I, I love this, right? So He's, good. He is talking not just about water. He's talking about life. Right. Uh, like there are so many people living who aren't alive. Yes. Right. They're, people are existing but not living. There is, there is a, such a big difference between uh, uh, existing through a day and, and actually having a life that is within you. Yes. Um, and he says that the woman replied, let me drink that water so I will never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come back here to draw water, still not quite realizing yeah, Christ is trying to address right. her inner world. But a side note, the, the, the Greek word that John uses mm. as he's talking here about this living water, um, I was reading some of the kind of commentary and, and descriptions that go along with this, and, and they were saying that the Greek word that John uses is never used to describe inanimate objects, right, which is what water yep. generally is. So right. water itself is inanimate, but the Greek word that's used is never used to describe something inanimate, wow. only something that's living. And so it's, it, John, even in the original, is referencing the fact that this water is not water. This water is actually yes. this wellspring of life. It's this bubbling, gushing. Right. Uh, uh, it's a similar word that's, that's used in, when it's talking about this dancing, leaping life of, mm. of a human. Right. Uh, that, the, the, the passion wow. and the energy that is within us. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's amazing that John... Even, even in a word, is describing the difference between just drinking water uh, as mm. opposed to like this source, this source of life within right. us. Uh, and I, I just always wonder, like, how many people, how many Christians, 
right? Like, let's let's start with let's put the spotlight on us for a second, right? Because we're the ones that are like out there, right? Or we should be out there saying, hey, hey, I, well, you know, we have the answer here. Like, we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We we actually believe that He is, yeah. You know, He is the the goal. And yet, how many of our lives express the life of 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 His Spirit? flowing out of us and how many of our yep. lives are actually a desert environment how many of us feel like that life is inanimate yeah or that life yeah. is springing up is like bursting out right like how let, let let's unpack that because like we have christ right so yep. we have we have the Holy Spirit living in us as a guarantee of what's to come. So that's right. The Scripture says that you know uh, when when we believe and receive who Jesus is and what He did, right. yep. uh, it says that we receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. Right. So there is a, a receiving of life yep. uh, that comes with believing in who Jesus is. Right. Uh, and that that is a sustaining life source yep. within us his holy spirit is not not absolutely uh it's not an inanimate thing it is it is a, a living breathing right. um source that that springs up within us um mm. but the truth is that we can actually go through life and i find it very fascinating this link uh that this scripture is around jacob's well because if you study Genesis where Jacob actually digs the right. well, he digs a couple of wells because the wells that he digs keeps getting filled in. Yeah. And he actually names the wells that get filled in things like argument yeah. or, or, or conflict, right? Or, wow. or difficulty. And, and it's, right. as if, it's as if he is saying that, listen, you can have connection to a spring, but life will bring things into your world that will actually cause that spring to get blocked up. And so it's not like Absolutely. we just connect with Christ this one moment when we yeah. get saved, but there is this necessity for us as humanity yep. because we're so good at blocking up the spring, right? We're so, we're, our natural propensity in life is to live life in a way that blocks it. We have to, innate, uh, we have to I guess, foster a relationship Come on. that enables the spring to be present and flowing within yes. us. Come on. Uh, it's not so a once good. off. This so is the good. reality of relationship with that yep. Holy Spirit within yep. us that, that we would constantly be um, working yep. within our life yep. to make sure that that spring is flowing and yes. living. And, and that's so things good. like conversation, confession, mm. uh, 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 just... God, what like Worship. getting rid of offense, absolutely bitterness, right? Yep. Uh, scripture says a bitterness chokes off the root of grace, right? Uh, right. That's that's another way of sort of saying, hey, if you keep bitterness within you, it's gonna it's gonna block that spring up, it's, you know. So there's all these things that actually we need to maintain our inner soul uh, in right. relationship right. with the Holy Spirit, yeah. Because otherwise, if if we're not, I guess, proactive in that. Yeah. Then we can fight. We, we we can like have a look at ourselves, you know, at a certain point and be like, I'm blocked up. Totally. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, there's no there's no life that is yeah. flowing right now. Yeah. Like it like self assessment. Like how are you how are you doing right now? Like what's the what's the state of your soul right now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's like the bigger awesome. question we're asking right. today. What's the state of your soul, and is your well flowing, or is it kind of blocked up by life by stress yeah. by worry you know like is it blocked up by bitterness and unforgiveness 
I mean, what you're saying, Pastor Nate, is that these are all things that can kind of like, I guess, stem the flow or block the flow. Absolutely. You know, kind of make us so that I might be saved. I might be like walking with Jesus, but there's no life in me. Right. And it's interesting because I think sometimes it's really difficult for us to define well, what, what, is, like, what is that life? Like, what am I looking for? Yeah, totally. totally. Uh, uh, and, and I would say that there's some indicators, right? Like, yep. it's difficult to necessarily encapsulate it in a statement, but there are indicators, right? Like, uh, what comes with this life when it's flowing is things like joy. Right. Right, things like peace. Now we know that joy is not happiness, right? Happiness is circumstantial, it's great, but right. joy is that sustaining yeah. buoyancy in our soul that enables us to have a lift in our life irrespective yeah. of circumstance. And and so is is the joy present? Is the peace present in your life? Are you are you welling up with a buoyancy and a lift on your inner man that has enabled you not just to be kind of uh, bowled over by the waves of life, but right. you have gone beyond that point and you're like surfing the waves of life right like uh, you have this capacity so to be bobbing above and and life is not sinking you you are enabling uh, or you are enabled wow. to be just like uh, uh, above that to me is a descriptor of uh, only the life that the Holy Spirit can bring come on right? like there is hope uh, there's passion right there's you are actually pursuing purpose with this drive uh, and this you have the, you're living every day yeah, with this wow. sense of meaning there's a reason that I'm alive today and that is bubbling inside of me. Uh, these are the indicators that for me, I measure. Like, where am I at on those things? Where is my hope level, my joy level, my peace level? Do I feel like I am under life or, or, or this life has boosted me above the circumstantial weight of this world? Isn't, like, we, we sometimes get to a point where we convince ourselves that that's, like, the fire's inevitably going to go out a little bit, don't we? Yeah, I think we do. We, we, we can think that, oh, well, I've been, I've been saved for a while, so I'm probably not going to be as excited as I used to be. Right. Like, that's, that's a lie. Like, there is, this, there is the, the, the streams of living water, right? Jesus talks Absolutely. about streams flowing from us. Yeah, Like, yeah. this stream of life. Like, it's a lie to believe that it's eventually going to go out. And I'm probably not going to be as passionate tomorrow as I was right. you know, last year. And, right. well, I'm on this inevitable decline. That's not what the Bible says. No, absolutely not. In fact, right? if we allow that kind of lie to take root in our minds, what we're actually doing is saying that the source of life is us. Whoa. Rather than the Spirit, right? right. Our responsibility right. is connection to the Spirit. Right. But the, the result of the life that he brings is on him. Yep. Right. And he is the same yesterday, today, so and forever. So, so the life that he brings doesn't yep. run out. Right. Like that's why Jesus Preach. is able to say, you will never thirst again. There is this eternal forever satisfaction that Come comes on. from the spirit because the spirit is life, not because I am life. Yep. Right? If it's on me, absolutely, it will, it will dry up. Passion, I mean, I'm passionate one day about something and, and you know, it, not the next, right? But, but when, I, when I take responsibility for connection, um, then what I am allowing is for the passion that he brings to be uh, a constant in my life and not something that peters out over time. Right. We aren't the ones who generate the life. No, we're the vessel. Right. You know, I think, I think um, Scripture talks about humanity as we, we are broken vessels, right? Actually, uh, oh, I love this uh, kind of picture 
in this passage because here we have, uh, we have Jesus, you know, who, who is the ultimate spring, sitting on a well that is connected to, the, to a spring, right? <laughs> Speaking to uh, a human who is actually a well that is su- supposed to hold the spring, right? Like this whole wow. passage is all wells and springs. Yep. Uh, and, yep. and just uh, the, the Holy Spirit... Mm. Uh, kind of comparing um, humanity and, yeah. and, and the spring of life that is Jesus. Right. And the truth is that all we are, so all we are is a well. All we are is a well yep. that is supposed to be connected to the Spirit, allowing Tomorrow. the spring to spring up within us and then, and then flow out of us. Right. Right? People who, who, who interact with us throughout the day or week should be interacting with something, not just us. Yep. It should be us, uh, us, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Um, like, it's a good distinction. Impassioned by the life of the spirit. Um, Right. And they said there should be an interaction of of Mm. like us with the Holy Spirit that they're coming into contact with. That's awesome. People don't just engage with me, they engage with me who's got the river flowing. Right, like the, the river that Ezekiel talks about. Yes. The river right. of life river that of flows life. from the temple, right? New Testament yep. says that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So this is not a place that it flows out of. It is a people that right. it flows out of. Yes. Uh, and this river that Ezekiel says should bring life to everything it touches, that's right. supposed to be what flows out of us. Yep. But the, there's no river without a spring, Right, like a yep. river doesn't flow without a source. Yes, uh, and I think often the issue in us is not so much that we don't have a river; it's that we've blocked up the source. Wow! And it's that we're living with this desert within us, mm. rather than a connection to the spring, allowing it to bubble up and flow out like this life-giving river. Yeah, that's so good. And the purpose of that river then is to make alive people who are living but just existing. Absolutely. You know, like I love that, that in, the, in the, the Ezekiel 47 passage, verse 9 says, swarms of creatures will live. It says swarms yeah. of living creatures will live wherever the river touches. That's right. They're already alive, but they're not living. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's what's meant to happen for, from us. Like the Holy Spirit is bringing the streams out. There's a yeah. living water that's flowing inside of us and people will live they're That's living, right. but That's they're going right. to start to really live when they encounter the Holy Spirit flowing through us. That is, I mean, that is exactly this woman, right? Like she is living, right. but she's not alive. Um, and and yeah. Jesus is saying, hey, you're living, but you're not alive. And, and, and I'm, I'm the source. Yep. Come to me. In fact, in Matthew, uh, I think it's Matthew. 11. No, no, John, John 7. John, John 7. 7 is the, 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 rec, uh, the recount of Jesus actually standing up saying, if you are thirsty, come to me right. and I will uh, spring, springs of living water uh, yeah, will, right. will spring up from within you. Yes. Right? And, and in, in parentheses in that, just in case we didn't get it, right? <laughs> like he's, in there it says he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Like it's one of the few places in scripture where we right. get distinct clarification don't misinterpret this. We're not talking about actual. We're, just don't miss it. It's the Holy Spirit in you. So right? good. Like, like so good. The springs of living water is the Holy Spirit. And right. I just I feel so strongly right now that for for us as a church, 
Um, and anyone who is watching on who, who feels like you are living, but there is something missing. There is, there is meaning, purpose, life, passion missing from your life. I am convinced that what you are missing is a connection to the Holy Spirit. You are missing a connection yep. to Jesus Christ. Yep. And, and for some of us as Christians, it's not that we are not saved. It's not that we have not accepted Jesus. Come on. It's that we have gone for so long without tending to the source of the spring within our life. So we have allowed it to become yep. blocked up. And, and I, uh, look, to use an old school word, I'm, I'm talking about a season where we crave revival. Wow. Where we actually, revival is coming back to life. It is reliving. It is that reviving of our spirit and of our soul that we don't as Christians just exist in this world, but that we are living in this world. That we are living so much that people take notice. That there is a river flowing out of us that is undeniable and and recognizable as something that is beyond what everyone else has in their life. And I feel feel so strongly that... More than the function of church in this season, where some of that is absolutely restricted, Mm. I feel like if we are pursuing one thing as a church, it should be personal inner revival. Come on. So that no matter where we go, whether it's small groups, bigger groups, work or at home, what is flowing out of us is the the, the undeniable river of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the river of life. And I feel, I'm, I'm convinced that we have people within, even within our church community right now that you are craving, you are craving that life again. You, you, you used to have it, but, but if you're honest with yourself right now, you know that you're missing. You, you have a desert in you. You're not just living in a desert right now in life where, where things have been taken away from us and there's restrictions and it can feel like what used to be easy is now difficult. That's like living in a desert. Yeah. You have a desert living in you. You are dry and you are barren. And it has been a long time since you have felt the bubbling life, the passion, peace, joy, hope springing up in you that comes from the Holy Spirit. And and I want to pray for you. I want to believe right now that that in this moment, I might be sure we might be coming over 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 a screen to you. But God is in every place at every time. He is with you right now. Wherever you're watching this, you might be watching this on a phone while you're waiting in a line somewhere. I don't know. But what I do know is God can meet you right where you are. And He can spring up the the Holy Spirit afresh in you. Just like we see with this woman. It was one encounter with Jesus. One encounter where where she actually engages enough with Him that he has a moment of, of interaction and can spring up this living water. You know, Acts, Acts 3.19 says this. It says, Turn to Jesus and find refreshing for your soul. Yeah. Find refreshing for your soul. And, and I, I believe there's a moment right now, right now, where I feel like a beckoning. Of, of Jesus. I feel like a, a just come over here with me for a moment from Jesus. Give me two minutes. Give me five minutes. And just let me reveal what is blocking the spirit that wants to bubble up in you right now. I believe that he can restore that. 
He can refresh that. He can bring revival into your inner man. So Father, I pray right now in this moment, as you begin to to speak to people, as they give you a, a, a moment of their time right now, and just allow you to reveal to them what is, what is blocking up, why there is a desert within them. God, and if, if, if there are things like bitterness or unforgiveness or, or busyness, just busyness has gotten in the way, God, I just pray right now that people would be just uh, acknowledging uh, those things before you and allowing you to begin to work at remove, just begin to wash and clean away those things from within us. And I believe even now there is a sense of that spring beginning to, to, to resurface inside of people. There is a hope that, that, that people can have a passion and a life again returning right now in the name of Jesus. People that have been barren of hope, I, I just I see hope returning right now in Jesus' name. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. And for, uh, for everyone who's watching who has never, ever even considered accepting that Jesus is who he says he is. And if you don't even know who that is, Jesus, Jesus declares that he is God's son, that he has come to earth for us. He actually died on the cross for us. There was a... There was a whole lot of sin in our life. Sin is just the things that we do uh, that, that separate us from God. Uh, and they have, a, they, they have a debt attached to them. But when Jesus died on the cross, he satisfied uh, all of that debt so that it was all wiped away, so that there was nothing now uh, restricting us from having a relationship with God. Uh, and, and all we have to do to step into that place where we can have uh, a life return to our soul is to accept who Jesus is, believe that he died for us and that, that when he did that, he, he removed the debt of sin and ask him to come and be Lord of our life. So right now, I just want to pray if that's you and you want to do that, then I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now for every person who in their heart is saying yes, who is responding to wanting life inside of them and relationship with you, God, I pray you would meet with them right now. That they would just sense that you are in a room with them, that you are right with them on a train, uh, uh, wherever they're watching this, you're with them right now. And that they would know that as they accept Jesus, they are forgiven, they are loved, they are are brought into your family. And in fact, right now, they have been created anew on the inside. They're a new person and there is life in them right now. In Jesus' name. And if you did that, please, uh, would you take the time to go uh, onto our website? There is a button that just enables you to connect with us. We would love uh, to connect with you and be able to pray with you and talk to you about what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, But church, uh, I'm believing for an incredible month ahead. As Really, I believe as, as God, as the Holy Spirit, works in us to bring revival, works in us to bring that river uh, afresh in our lives. Um, I'm I'm super passionate about it. It's been really such a blessing, Pastor Nate, to hear your heart on this and to know what God's been saying to you. Yeah. And um, church, we are so blessed to be walking this journey into this new space of personal revival. Absolutely. And uh, just a new levels of the Holy Spirit being poured out on us and in us and through us. Come on. Yeah. And... um, Thanks, Pastor Nate, for sharing with us your heart today. It's been so awesome. Uh, God bless you today, church. We love you. We'll see you soon. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.